Some men do say King Arthur is not dead, but by the will of our Lord Jesus sleeps, yet to awake, deathless, and reassure us, and therefore is it, that grave where he is laid, this legend hath, that still his kingdom keeps. Gather round all you hums of Camelot, cuz It's your boys in the back to rock the spot The podcast about Merlin season three And on the mics tonight, yo, Chris and Jeremy And they're here to break down every episode So leave those five stars and click that download Enjoy the show, whether you're chillin' or working. So let's jump into season three of Merlin, cuz Still his kingdom keeps Still his kingdom keeps Still his kingdom keeps Excalibur in the streets and magic in the sheets, huh? I'm Jeremy Greer. I'm Chris Mosier. And this is Still His Kingdom Keeps, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I cover every single episode of the TV show Merlin. And we're continuing onto our path through season three. We're almost halfway done with season three, Chris. It's getting kind of getting kind of wild out there. We're, we're getting in there. We're getting in there. I, and I was just thinking about this earlier, how exciting it's going to be to get to episodes I've never seen before, because I've only seen maybe one or two in season four, and then that was it. So yeah. I'm almost there. You're almost there. Uh, and I feel like the rest of those, I think like Berlin is at its strongest in season four and season five. I don't know. Mm. I also binged them like eight episodes in a day. So who knows? My, my opinions cannot be trusted, but we're, we're going to find out. So far, I think season three is the strongest of, of what we've seen so far. So hopefully the trend continues. Yeah. Um, before we get into the main part of the episode, I just want to thank all of our patrons over at patreon.com slash monster of the week. Uh, signing up over there lets you uh, get early copies of this episode. We release them on Mondays instead of Thursdays, if that's something that you're interested in. Uh, you can also access our Discord server and all of our Patreon exclusive content. Uh, and there's a there's a ton of stuff to, to go listen to in there. Um, yeah, Chris, you want to catch us up on what's been going on with Merlin season Let's three? Let's see. Last time on Merlin, Arthur narrowly escaped yet another marriage plot, this time with the sheep-possessed Princess Elena from a neighboring kingdom. In the end, it was the pair's mutual respect and Arthur's growing love for Gwen that made the match impossible. Meanwhile, Merlin fought a pixie, Gaius tongued a pixie, uh, and I wrote a really dumb joke here where I wrote, and Morgana, Morgana considered a pixie cut before realizing that it just wasn't her style. And then I didn't write any more. Good one, Chris. Morgana and a pixie cut would be pretty good. Um, yeah. We are covering Merlin Season 3, Episode 7, The Castle of Firion. Gwen finds herself with an impossible dilemma when she is forced to choose between Arthur and her estranged brother. With one of them certain to die at Sindarin's hand, Gwen has to choose either the love of her life or her only sibling. Loyalty I'm sorry, that does not seem impossible to me. He's the prince? Seem... He's the prince and he's the man you love? Oh. Well, I thought versus you were... your estranged brother? Wow. I hope, I hope, Estranged. I hope sister with the big hands isn't listening to this. Hope, be like, hope damn. none of my brothers, none of my strange <laughs> brothers are listening. But I'm sacrificing you in a second. If like if I'm set to marry, or I'm sorry, if, I, if I'm crushing on the prince and he's the uh-huh. prince and, and he's, he's important. Prince. Yeah, yeah, you got to. I'm save sorry, the dog. <laughs> Loyalties are tested to the limit, and friendships are thrown to the fore as Arthur, Merlin, and Gwen work together to try to find a way out of the situation. Uh, this was written by uh, Jake Mishi and directed by David Moore and aired on October 23rd, 2010. Uh, we start out on Gwen, where she uh, we see something that we, we have been speculating in this, about this, in this podcast for a while, which is uh, Gwen finishing her day, which as we, yeah. you and I have been both guessing. The streets are silent and empty. It's, it, it's, it's midnight. midnight. It's fucking midnight. Even the tavern is closed. Nope. She goes home, catches four hours, then she's back to mop up the floors or whatever. Uh, she puts out the candle that's lit next to Morgana. I can't have light, lit, lit candles around Morgana anymore. We, we know what happens when that. We learned that lesson. 
Uh, and then she leaves the castle, goes home. Uh, but as she's about to get undressed, a strange man looms out of the darkness and stalks towards her. Uh, she backs up. She grabs a fire poker. But unfortunately, someone else is behind her. Uh, grabs her from behind, uh, puts the, a, a cloth over her mouth. She immediately passes out. And the two drag her outside to put her on a horse and leave as Morgana watches through the window. Uh, Chris, we have seen, I don't know exactly how many, 30 episodes of Merlin so far. I think this is, yeah, 33 episodes of Merlin so far. In almost every single episode, there's a there's a scene at night where somebody is sneaking into the castle. Where are the guards, my man? <laughs> like, I just, so... I, um... I'm conv- I'm very they're at the tavern I guess because nobody does anything doors are left unlocked guards it's- do nothing <laughs> this woman just was kidnapped as far as I know she lives right outside the freaking window of the castle and nobody does a damn thing and I thought that those guards were sweet on her remember when they murdered her father and they're like oh wait but I like that chick I don't want to kill her dad this is come on guys get it together get it together uh we have our intro, and then it's off to Arthur's room, where Merlin is throwing open the curtains with a rise and shine, and a shirtless Arthur is complaining uh, that Merlin says that too much. Um, and then eventually Merlin just kind of annoys Arthur into throwing stuff at him. Uh, so we, it's time to skip to breakfast. Yeah, always got to start out with the 30 scene. Um, but in the dining hall, aka like the throne room or wherever this fucking room is... Um, Morgana comes in. She's a little bit late. She's a little bit in a uh, in a huff, and she starts to say like, "Oh, you know, it's weird. Gwen didn't show up this morning." Um, and Uther's like, "Why do you even be? <laughs> this is not even a, a problem." But yeah, <laughs> she's like, "She's been kidnapped and is missing." And Uther's like, "So, so? Um, uh, who cares?" <laughs> Uther's just absurd disregard for like. If it, I, yeah, I, okay, I get it. He's like, he doesn't give a shit. But also, like, if Morgana is like, no, she's like my friend, which is a lie, Morgana. But you would think that he'd be like, well, okay, if Morgana cares about her, like, Arthur, why don't you look into this? But he's just like, he just couldn't give a shit less. Um, but of course, this is all part of Morgana's plot. She is just sowing seeds of concern in Arthur. Did I skip a scene? No. No, no, because from, okay. from breakfast right. we go to uh, the hallway where Arthur tells Merlin, "Hey, go go check to see if he can find where Gwen is. Something's something's weird." And uh, that's right. I made a, I made a note here because uh, Merlin responds with like a real enthusiastic "Yes, sire," like a real serious like. And I'm like, this yeah. is the the only time Merlin responds like this is when he gets ordered to do something that he wants to do that he would have just done anyway. <laughs> like yeah. Merlin was already yeah, on his exactly. way. To, he's like, you you interrupted me going there, <laughs> Arthur. Yeah. Um, yeah. Of course, at her house, he doesn't find a whole lot. He finds her cloak. Uh, she's not there. He uh, finds the the rag that they use to to uh, knock her out, and he kind of does it, gives it a little sniff, uh, and then he kind of put kind of realizes, oh shit, something could happen. Um, and then we switch over to Morgos and Sinrid. Uh, Sinrid is our uh, Tom Ellis slash King guy. Um, yeah, they're looking at a prisoner in a in a cell as uh, the as his people start bringing Gwen over to the castle. Um, want to shout out somebody that I've shouted out a couple of times before. Uh, um, Auntie L on our discord server, who is a uh, Merlin expert. Uh, she posted today of like, apparently it's um, this castle, like that we see in the background as we're rolling up to mm-hmm. it. Uh, like they, 
they've been trying to figure out what the fuck this castle is. <laughs> it's like she posted a link. I didn't even realize there was a website called MerlinLocations.com, but God bless the internet oh. for just every nerd having an outlet. It's the exact it's a dot com? It's a dot com, dog. Woo! <laughs> Merlin, it's MerlinLocations.com slash 2013 is when the, is when the post is dated. Uh, wow. But they, they, they figured out that it's like a composite image, like CGI like together to, to make it look like it's out on the water with all of the stuff beside it. But it's just, I didn't know people were doing that. I never thought to do that. And that was really cool. Yeah. yeah. That is very cool. That's yeah. super cool. Um, um, so yeah, we, is this where is Gwen gets brought before Senred, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And surprisingly, he cuts her free, which is uh, an unusual thing to do to your captive. I got to say, Senred, it's just not with it dude every step of the way fumbles the bag and i gotta i mean it's very similar to uther really very light security prisoners it seems as though they've got a rather robust dungeon area and yet they put prisoners as two and two so they don't get lonely like i don't what's going on there nobody's tied up i just feel like if you've got the prince of camelot you got to take this seriously no, not at all. Like Sinrid says in this episode, like the only re- like I've got power and wealth. Like the only reason I'm doing this is to impress you, Burgos. Like that's that's the only reason. So he doesn't really give a shit about any of this. Like even later on the episode when Arthur escapes, he's like, so what? Who cares? <laughs> like, yeah. He's just he's not just, concerned. Like, seemingly very disinterested. Yeah. He's in this. just and bored. I, it, this is just yeah. him creating drama around himself. <laughs> he's bored and a little horny. <laughs> yeah, um, and that's just his whole. This is his whole thing. He's like, whatever. Burgos wants me to do it, I'll do it. I'm the problem. It's me, says yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um We find out that the prisoner is the the first prisoner uh, is Gwen's brother, Elian. Um, I don't remember us meeting Elian before. Maybe he was around. I don't know. Um, they sort of presented him as if we've met him before, but I don't remember. I don't think we have because my memory is now just of like the last time that I watched Marlon. I'm like, well, I know him from. Merlin, this, but I can't yeah. remember if we've met him before. Um, I don't think so. But but there's the relationship here is that um, he's kind of uh, flighty. He he left home. He just goes and does what he wants. He doesn't have like a sense of duty or anything. Like he just is just out there like living the world on his own terms. Uh, and Gwen immediately is like suspicious of like what did you do to get us all caught up in this bullshit? And he's like, I didn't do anything. Like I was yeah. just chilling at home. I was playing NBA 2K, having a great time, and these fools just grabbed me and took me here, and I am in a weird CGI castle now. Um, and she like like he goes to hug her, and she like pulls back and like don't touch me like that. So their relationship yeah. is strained to say the least. And she just assumes that if he's here, like this is his fault. Exactly. <laughs> She's immediately like, I didn't get kidnapped for something I did. I something you did. Turns out he actually didn't do anything wrong, but she doesn't know that. Uh, we have this very brief scene between Sinred and Burgos where they're basically going to use this relationship there to to get at Arthur. Um, and we go mm-hmm. back to Arthur where Merlin is presenting this piece of cloth to him, and Arthur's like, "She's a seamstress." Like, and I'm like, "She is." <laughs> she has to Dude. make her. She has to make clothes on top of serve Lady Morgana. <laughs> she can do it all. Jesus She's got. Well, she doesn't. She doesn't get paid to be Morgana's servant, so she has to have several other side hustles. She's just like you know a modern millennial. <laughs> Yeah, she's just door dashing to to pay pay yeah. for a, a extra you know hospital bills or college debt or whatever. Yeah. Um, Arthur doesn't think this is anything real, and he's like, "Yeah, but smell it." And Arthur's yeah, like, they're making her pay for the funeral costs for her father that they murdered. <laughs> the crown will not will not yeah. have this will not pay this bill. Um, also, the crown is the one that decided how how high the bill is because we buried him. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, he 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 hands this rag to Arthur and is like, smell it. And Arthur's like, absolutely not. And he goes, no, 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 do it. And then Arthur takes the biggest whiff. And I'm glad that Merlin reacts the same way that I did, which is like, Merlin, what the fuck are you, Arthur, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah, he went in deep, dude. What did you think you were going to smell, my friend? And he just immediately starts to pass out. Merlin has to magic over a chair to, to save his to save his ass. Um, and he doesn't go all the way out. Like he's he's, you know, he he's he's awake, but he just he he had to sit down immediately. Yeah, um, great idea. So then he wakes up. Now he's starting to kind of like get with the program, uh, and and realize the situation. Somebody has kidnapped Gwen, probably. Uh, meanwhile, Sinred is kind of uh, being creepy with Gwen. And tells her, hey, I know about your relationship with Arthur. And she's like, I am just a servant. He's like, absolutely not. No, you're not. Uh, yeah. And he demands that she bring Arthur back uh, within a week or else he'll kill her brother. Uh, we switch back over to Arthur, who goes back to a completely uncaring Uther. Who was like, I don't care that this woman is kidnapped from my kingdom by whoever. Like, maybe she had, maybe it was her fault. What was she wearing that day? And everyone in the room yeah. was like, oh, God, Uther, oh. please, what are you doing? Oh, man. <laughs> um, even even Sirloin is like, come on. Come on, dude. <laughs> this is not appropriate. <laughs> Listen, I hate women, but. <laughs> <laughs> Do you hate women or are you just gay, Sirloin? Like, I don't know. He's like, oh, I never really thought about it that way. <laughs> I assume that because I was not attracted to them, it means I hate them. But I, I now am understanding that sexuality I can must be a spectrum. needs time to consider this. Everyone's like, Leon, what do you even do all day? What are you in this room for? Like, why are you here? <laughs> um, but um, Uther very cruelly just says, like, okay, fine. If you fucking insist, you can take, like, one small group of guards and you have until nightfall. And you're, you're just going to search the lower town. That's it. We're calling it off after that. And so Arthur says, yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. Um, and we don't see any of that happening. And instead, the next day, Morgana wakes up to find Gwen just back and just cleaning mm-hmm. up the room, as she always does. Um, Gwen pretends to be sick. Of course, Morgana knows the truth. Um, she literally runs into Merlin in the hallway and drops all of her laundry. Uh, and Merlin kind of is like something is wrong something's going on she tries to brush it off eventually he notices the rope burns on her wrist mm-hmm. um and she just breaks down um so and he's go- also like i broke into your house last night too and you weren't there so, <laughs> he, has to, he has to admit um, that yeah but you i, should, I you do should like lock your door we're getting like this this whole thing could <laughs> yeah. have been helped if you, would you really need door. to start locking that thing i'm, yeah. I'm not, you've got a heavy one and it, it just it seems like you don't have any interest in using it but um i like that we're, we're when we get moments between merlin and gwen it feels like they were paired off a little bit more in previous seasons, but now that she's being um, shipped is the wrong word. She's being, you know, her and, her and Arthur are becoming more and more of a thing that Merlin and Gwen don't spend as much time together as they used to. But it is nice to have these these moments between them where you remember that they are still good friends. And um, of course, they don't know the full story. And of course, uh, Merlin is suspicious. He um, he still takes the time to, you know, he notices something's wrong. And that's just, that's what you hope your friends will do if you're ever in trouble. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and they go back to her house and, uh, you know, at first there's this kind of weird moment where 
she's like, how did they know about, you know, the way that you know Arthur feels about me? And he's like, oh, that, you, Arthur, Arthur would do that for anybody. And she's like, no, no, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's just me. <laughs> like, you don't have to, yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm special. <laughs> like, I don't know why you're saying that right now, Berlin. Thought you were my friend. Uh, what do you mean he'd do that for anybody? What's her name? Like, you mean what like any girl like? or like? Yeah. What's, uh, what's, what are their names? I is, just want to know their names. That's suspicious. Was he? That's was, weird. Was he engaged to them at any point? Was it yeah. one of those? I don't, just asking was questions, it Berlin. Berlin. Does their name start with an E? <laughs> Merlin. Um, Merlin, I want names, Merlin. Eventually, Berlin is able to convince Gwen to go to Arthur, uh, who immediately recognizes this castle that she describes uh, as the mm. Firing Castle. Uh, there's like some lore to this about like I don't know somebody flees. I'm like I don't know why the show is telling me all this castle lore, especially boring castle lore. Like there was no yeah. dragons, no <laughs> skeletons, no death. It was just like it is interesting a, that they refer to left. this lore throughout, and it doesn't <laughs> other than just saying oh there's there's hidden tunnels. But even when they get in the hid, hidden tunnels, he's like oh so and so's last stand was here. And I'm like I guess that's cool flavor text, but I, like yeah, like I don't maybe yeah you guys didn't have a, maybe it's referring to like a a, a real of not a real event, but a, another event in Arthurian legend or something. And I'm sure. just, we're just not yeah. picking it up, but oh, there's a lot of detail in there. Speaking of Arthurian legend, I just want to shout out somebody who wrote us a very nice review. Um, and it said that they uh, have both studied and taught Arthurian literature. Oh yeah. Uh, and for some reason they're listening to this podcast. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm sure. No, I'm not. I'm so, sure we get a lot of this stuff wrong and I'm sure my pronunciation uh-uh. of anything is just terrible. So just. No, no, I, um, I feel exactly the opposite. This is the validation I've been waiting for. Okay. Um, and I've been th- saying for a while, you know, Jeremy and I are always right. Uh-huh. And I'm not talking it's about true. our opinions. Of course, opinions are subjective, but anything that we state as a fact is correct. Uh-huh. That's just uh-huh. where we're, we're you're not, you're not pronunciations, uh-huh. dates, names, times. Where that's we've always been objectively correct with our facts, and I'm and again I'm really satisfied to have this validation. Yes, so I guess. Thank you for the nice review. Thank you for the nice review, and thank you for validating all of our opinions. <laughs> As they change podcast. it to a three star review. Yeah, after very that. Cool. I just got an update. I don't know how they're listening right now, but uh, <laughs> Chris is annoying. Um, uh, Arthur tells Gwen that they're going to rescue her brother. Um, meanwhile, Morgana uh, is listening at the door. Uh, Dude, more like snitch. Am I right? Snitch gotta. Uh, <laughs> yeah, instead of snit or instead of witch, she's a snitch. I don't know. Okay, okay, I got there. I got uh, there. Uh, please laugh. Please clap. <laughs> please clap. <laughs> uh, she hears all of their plans, runs off, tells Morgos, uh, fills them in, uh, and of course they're happy because this is their plan. They're going to kill Dar- kill Arthur. So that Morgana would be the only heir to the throne. Um, Arthur, of course, can't just go invade a kingdom. So he has to make up a lie and lie to Uther. Uh, and he does so by saying that he owes Morgana two silk dresses, or at least the material to make them. Uh, and Arthur, Uther is completely not on board with this until he hears that the bet was with Dude, Morgana. It's the best. It's honestly the highlight of the episode. And then he just Arthur being like, "Hey, I lost changes. a bet again." She's like, "What have I told you about gambling? This is uncouth behavior." And then he's like, "Um, it was with Morgana." And then suddenly he's yucking it up, dude. He, he thinks this is the greatest thing ever, dude. It's absolutely hilarious. It's literally like he like I get that Arthur's his like son and heir, and he's gonna be the prince or whatever. But he plays favorites so fucking hard. <laughs> it's so bad, dude. Like it, I don't think at this point Arthur knows. 
So to Arthur, this is just like a stepchild getting a lot more attention than him, right? Like he doesn't know that they're, they're actually related. Or, so uh. yeah. Um, Arthur says he has to go get the silk from like a different place. He's going to be gone in for a few days. Uh, Merlin checks in with Gaius, tells him that this is all going, what all is happening, and he thinks this is all Morgana's doing. Gaius is like, hey, be careful. And that's the last thing we see of Gaius. Uh, so yeah. um, Merlin thinks that it's just, you know, him and Guinevere and Arthur that's going to go out on this trip. So they're loading up horses and he's completely taken by surprise when Morgana shows up in her extremely badass uh, armor with a sword. It's like, mm-hmm. let's fucking, let's, let's ride. Uh, there's a moment he runs to Arthur and is like, hey, I don't think this is a good idea. And he's like, she's Dude, this way, sucks. This sucks. way better. He says, she's, she's way better with the sword than you are, Merlin. Like, who? I'm not just going to rely on you. Like, she's a badass. I'm taking her with yeah. me. And Merlin can't say anything. Because, well, first of all, he's right. I, Merlin would be the better person to protect him, not only because he doesn't want to kill him, but because of his magic. But he just says to take it. He says to suck up. It's so funny, uh, this little, like, push and pull between Merlin and Morgana, where he knows that she's actively going for evil, but he can't... It's, it, you know, <laughs> it's her bias, too, because... Uh, even though he knows her secret, he's so insignificant to her. <laughs> she, she doesn't really care about him at all. She's a servant, too. So yeah. She's like, fuck him. I don't care. <laughs> Fucking hilarious, dude. This show is like, just great. Well, she I, it really just comes down to the fact that she knows nothing Merlin says against her will matter because yes. of who he is. And because so of who she is. Like, she, she's got the like, big card to play. Yeah. Yeah. He can snitch if he wants. It's not going to get him anywhere. Uh, they leave the castle. They go into the woods. Uh, along the way, Arthur talks to Guinevere about how, uh, as he was a child and he was in these woods, he was he was always terrified. Like every, you know, every gust of wind was a ghost, and every crack of a tree branch was a a brigand. Uh, and yeah, but you know, Gwen doesn't have to worry because uh, she has Arthur to take care of her, and uh, you know, Morgana's going to have Arthur's back. And and he goes like, Gwen, you can you can look after Merlin, right? Like, which is yeah. very very funny. <laughs> um. um. I uh, Gwen's fit here is pretty cool too. She's got this like half fur, like Skyrim Ooh. barbarian look going on. I don't know what the fashion choice was, but I thought it was very cool. I uh, I Chris, this is a this is one of the few times that you and I completely disagree on something. I'm you were ra- vibing with it. I am rating this fit zero out of ten, my friend. Zero fit. <laughs> zero. Zero, fit, with the zero fur. fit. I think this is this doesn't look. It's not flattering on her. Uh, it's not anything we've true. ever seen her wear before. Like this big like half chest just giant fur piece just blowing out i don't understand what it's supposed to like she's she's a town girl like she she works in the castle what is she doing with a barbarian fit my man like she didn't i don't know she's not she's not killing bears in the woods that we know of right like (laughs) she had to no she had to fight for that she's not like Um, like where did she get the fucking pelt from my friend Maybe it's from her rug you know what i mean and um no i I will agree with you It, it actually I, I think it's cool because, or I thought it was cool because and suddenly I don't feel that way anymore. Um, <laughs> I wonder what changed. What changed? What, um, what, what, what altered your so, opinion? Can, do you mind? Can you go back and edit that part? Or is it okay? um, what I I think I just it looks fantasy. It looks like a fantasy thing that a person in like a fantasy game would wear. Yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah. You recognize it as which, a which you are right. Like, it are right. That, cool. it, that yeah. doesn't fit. That doesn't fit with Gwen's look. I think I was just excited because it was weird and different. Um, you could, Chris, no, I don't you, want to take you, this you away make from good you. Points. I, I don't, I'm not saying that you have to rate it zero out of ten. It's no, it's fine. You, I'm not. You, I mean, it, I, I enjoy feel the like fit. I stated pretty emphatically that I thought it sucked. Uh, I feel like I said it first. I think, I think <laughs> if we go back, hold on for a second. Let me just go back. Rewind to the, the tape. tape. You'll hear rewind me say. The tape. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
they stop and take a rest, uh, and Arthur has to basically hit Berlin in the head to get him to leave him and uh, mm-hmm. Gwen, uh, him and Gwen all alone. Um, eventually finally getting like, hey, I want some private time with this lady. Uh, and so Merlin goes off to help Guinevere in the woods uh, to guard her against the wolves. <laughs> yeah. I, love, I love that moment where Arthur's like, maybe there's wolves. And Merlin's like, mm, no, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> but let him get her. <laughs> also, we spent a lot of time in these woods, Arthur. Uh, I think we'd know. Merlin approaches Morgana in the woods uh, and then starts what I what I feel like is, is laid it on a little thick for even Merlin. Like, you know, Arthur and Gwyneth have always been friends. They've always been loyal to you. And I don't understand why you would want to hurt your friends. And Morgana just says, no, you just want to poison your friends. And I'm like, got him. Yeah. Got him. Although kid, again, just, got again, just do a little bit of legwork to continue the conversation. Either way, I get you hate me. I get that I did something bad to you. But do you want, here's the reasons why I did it. I thought that it was the only way. Blah, 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 blah. I'm sorry about that. Sorry I made you go dark side. Um, also, Gwen and Arthur don't deserve whatever the fuck you're trying to cook up against them. Knock it off. Knock it um, off. But no, she just, it's just the one the one exchange of, you know, hey, you shouldn't be doing this to them. They're loyal to you. And she's like, fuck you, Merlin. Uh, and she says fuck you by dropping all of the wood that she had picked up just on his feet. Uh, and it's a, it's the thing that she brought up earlier, right? Where uh, it's it's she's he's just beneath her and she's like driving that point home to the point where like he's like oh okay well you just think i'm a piece of shit um meanwhile back at the camp arthur is trying to light a fire while gwen paces around uh she describes their her relationship with um elian and says she's worried about him but like goes through all of that stuff i said before about he's never never settling down but you know she'll be there for him no matter what because that's what you do when you love someone and they share a look uh and like, this is a look and a half whew, this is a look with a capital look chris <laughs> like yeah, that is yeah, a yeah. it is a significant glance um and eventually she grabs the flint from him and like lights the fire immediately because she's a lot better at this stuff than he is uh and then there's even more staring uh and then they're about to lean in and, and do a do a smooch when morgana and merlin show back up we were in smooch territory big time um i think if they if there was less you know longing stares and more smooching They'd be happier. I think they'd be a little happier. Uh, I don't know, man. I've been married for a while, and I, I do a lot of smooching. I don't do a lot of longing stares. Maybe I need to step mm. up my longing mm. stare. When's the last time you and Jess like t- traded a longing stare? Yeah, that's um, yeah. You know, every time I think we're separated at a family event, we look over at each other, longing to leave. Yeah, I don't think that's the kind of longing <laughs> that I'm talking about, Chris. I'm not talking about a longing to exit. I'm talking about like a longing for one another. I'm like trying to communicate through looks only. Okay, which one of us is going to pretend to be sick? We got to go. <laughs> <laughs> you just lean down and you just reach your arm behind you and just kind of pat your butt and she's like yep it's gonna be you this yep. time you're yeah. gonna have some butt problems we gotta get you out of here um i don't know what we're talking about why are we talking about i don't know what glances? we're talking about either uh, i think i'm like three pages behind on my notes i don't know what i'm doing this episode um i found out that i'm i'm recognized by a, an arthurian um myth <laughs> professor literature so professor I, yes yes yeah. a studied literature professor Arthurian literature person so i no so. longer i no longer be able to even keep up with myself but you don't you don't need notes at this point like no matter what and you say it's correct i feel like it's an insult to my craft if the if the Arthurian literature professor is coming to us for information i kind of feel like yeah. that makes us experts at our craft you know what i'm saying like that's, that's what i'm saying shout outs thank you for that quick review for making this whole bit <laughs> 
Um, Arthur outlines his plan for everybody while Merlin like struggles to try to keep him from telling Morgana what's going on, which is very funny. Um, basically, there's a, a labyrinth underneath this castle that was used for smuggling. He, d- he tells us more boring lore. I don't know why the lore on this thing doesn't t- tickle my fancy at all, but I just did not care about it. Uh, and of course, that night, Morgana sneaks off to tell Morgos all about all of Arthur's plans. Uh, but she doesn't know exactly where the entrance is. So Morgos does a spell... Uh, with this ring and it's like hey when you're alone take it off uh, and we'll follow it and I was like oh this is some kind of like signal magic and if we find out later that it's just a fucking flare <laughs> like it's just a yeah. it's literally yeah. a smoke flare like it's just that they didn't want to get too advanced with it right. <laughs> they don't want things to be too powerful um, yeah it is interesting that you think that they're going to have the one up on them and for like a second you have to see Morgana and Morgos scramble to try and keep it but it doesn't matter every step of the way Morgana snitches and 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 keeps them in in into um or keeps Morgos in the loop uh she sneaks back into the camp Merlin of course notices and kind of flimsily confronts her about it in the morning and she's like if you have a problem you could just talk to your boss talk to arthur she and she says that slamming a dope-ass sword into her saddle and i'm like yeah Yeah. i'm not gonna mess with that shit fuck fuck um merlin is still kind of desperate to get away from morgana so on the way to the castle uh he magics a snake to attack her horse and throws her off Dude, he's uh, trying to crack her skull open again. I'm telling you, like the last time you killed Morgana, it did not go well for you. <laughs> yeah, there was a whole gotta, dragon problem somebody, about it. Somebody's got to stop this man. I mean, Either do it or don't. He has like, to murder you, you, somebody. You know, every you're a fence sitter about whether or not you want Morgana dead. You need to figure it out. <laughs> um, they continue to ride forward. Uh, we skip over to Sinrin and Morgos, uh, where. Sinra just is basically like, hey, I, I've got power, I've got money, um, I have all-access cable, even the hot channels, uh, but I'm only yeah, doing this even, because yep. it pleases you. Um, and she has this line that's like, is that so? Then please me. And I'm like, oh, oh, wow, okay, oh. all right, oh. sure. Interesting. Um, Arthur and Merlin check out the entrance to the tunnels while Merlin continues to try to convince him to use a different strategy and... Arthur is just like, yeah, I'll just ignore my, you know, years of battle experience to listen to my servant who doesn't do anything correctly. <laughs> Damn, Merlin, you really got to try it. You got to get some respect put on your name because these situations never go in your favor. Ridiculous. Uh, they eventually the whole group makes over their way over to the entrance. Uh, and as they go inside the caves, Morgana hangs back to, to leave the ring outside. Um Inside is dark and dank tunnels. Uh, we've seen a lot of these. I like how all of these tunnels, like it feels like a very polite kind of uh, unspoken etiquette rule that you have to leave some torches behind in these weird caverns. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Arthur just produces some, some, some torches and they light them up. Um, and there's skeletons everywhere. There's dead bodies everywhere. Yeah, I thought, oh man, all these skeletons died here. <laughs> I didn't know this place was attacked by a skeleton army. We should have heard more about that part of the lore. Nope, nope. This is just the bones of the people that died. Not even cool skeletons. I can't believe this. Uh, just the skeleton army that met their end in this labyrinth. Super more, super more excited than the thing that we hear in this episode. These are fresh. These are fresh bones. Because the thing about a skeleton um, army is I feel like a skeleton army could be just re-risen at any point like once the magic turns back on like all of a sudden you've got an army of skeletons on your hands yeah. you know what i'm saying unless you kill them with the holy weapon or you break the little glowy thing that they drop when they die they, they're coming back they're coming back um uh Morgana. i thought we were actually i thought we were gonna run into a giant spider i thought that that's what we were looking at here and i know these are are not really like spider webs or like cobwebs but um it was it was still it was a um 
It was a slight disappointment, but we do hear the sound of approaching footsteps, and soon the group realizes that they have been ambushed. This is a trap, and they are surrounded on all sides. They try to fight back for like a second, and then somebody grabs Gwen, holds her hostage, and then they they all have to surrender. Yeah, uh, and they get drugged into uh, Sinrid's throne room, I guess, uh, made to kneel in front of him. Um, and he, Sinrid does a good job of pretending to uh, not let it on that him and Morgana are in this together. And she, she calls him a pig as he says something about her beauty or something. Um, Arthur demands that his that the civilians and all of his friends be let go. But of course, Sinrid orders them all to be drug away um, and then does like a little flourish of a bow to Morgos, who's just on a, like literally just standing in like a, a, a room above looking down on them. Yeah. And I'm like, it's very hilarious to me. This is all this very is funny. a lot happening. <laughs> She's in her little hidey hole. Um, and I, as he walks away later, he's going to be like, you know, Morgana, that pig comment that hurt. Okay. That really hurt. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I've been really nice to you this whole time. Like I'm horny and weird to more ghosts, but I've been very polite to you. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't, <laughs> haven't hit you with any of my horny energy, which is hard to do because I am, I'm Tom Ellis and that's basically my whole yeah. thing is horny energy. My whole people. thing. Yeah. Um, I'm just, <laughs> so it just feels really weird for you to suddenly be calling me names. Um, but anyway, <laughs> just because I'm a horny elemental doesn't mean that I'm piggish about it. Mor- Mor- I hope Mor- that Mor- you impressed your friends with that line. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I hope you got a lot of cr- Credit, Morgana. Thank you. Thank you for that. For making for taking my feelings into Noah consideration. <laughs> she wipes away in tears and curtsies or whatever. Uh, Gwen is put in a cell with Elian, her brother, um, who of course says, like, you should have come back here. Um, and yeah. he's stunned to find out that Arthur is helping them. Uh, and there's a kind <laughs> he's of He's like, wait, what? You chill with the prince? You chill with the prince? Are you serious? Uh, but instead... And you're dressed like that? <laughs> wow. Now I see why she doesn't like him very much. Uh... <laughs> She's she's kind of flummoxed when he's like, oh, so does he? Is he? Would he like that with all of the maids in Camelot? And she's he's like, no. I mean, yeah. I mean, shut up. <laughs> yeah, stuff it. We switch over to uh, Morgana, um, who is pushed back into this room from the guards. The guards kind of being a little rough on her because you know they want to keep up appearances, and uh, she demands to know like, why haven't we just killed Arthur immediately? And uh, I appreciate morgana for this i really do because like that's what you should do in this situation like you should just murder arthur that's what you yeah. want to do just do it don't don't know wait there's uh, just some some things you know it's just part of fiction it's just part of fiction that the, the bad guys are never gonna just kill the good guys yeah um i i always love when when stuff sub- subverts that but it feels like it's very like rare like there's never gonna be a moment in merlin i assume where somebody gets captured and you think like oh they're gonna you know, keep him alive because it's fiction, and then suddenly Merlin gets you know stabbed through the heart or something. Um, but I I do love those subversions. Merlin, not what we're here for though. Yeah, uh, they weren't. They're just trying to gonna try to get information out of him. So uh, we go over to Arthur and Merlin. Uh, Arthur is unconcerned. He he realizes that he's going to be uh, tortured for information, uh, but he's not afraid. Uh, and Merlin's like, "Are you not afraid of the pain?" He goes, "I'm afraid of the pain, but there's not going to be any." And Merlin says, "So you're going to go into like a trance?" <laughs> he's, yeah, he's like really trying to like suss him out. Like, well, so what do you mean? I'm I'm interested. This seems like this is a new side to you, Arthur. You're like you're kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. This is the first time you've ever been even close to badass. Like normally yeah. you're just a giant fucking dork, and now you sound kind of cool uh and i just love i love arthur's reaction of what on earth are you talking about (laughs) um oh oh you're just going to escape i see which is hilarious the way that they decide to escape uh gwen 
is uh, admits that she's a little angry at Elian for leaving uh, and says, you know, he didn't even come back for the father's funeral. And Elian kind of admits, like, hey, I probably haven't been a good brother. I haven't been a good friend. Uh, this is when Merlin enacts their plan, which is to scream for help and say that the prince has escaped. Uh, and when the guards rush in, they can't find Arthur because <laughs> he is Dude. hanging from the roof. This is something that you see, like, Black Widow do. <laughs> Wearing a cat suit yeah. you know, with like zero percent body uh-huh. fat, and then she drops down and kills somebody. Meanwhile, we've got Arthur in full plate mail, full armor, clinging yeah. to the ceiling <laughs> the, like, just, like a bat. The vibration from his like biceps as he's like holding on and straining would just be like clackety 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 clackety. Yeah, just, <laughs> it's so funny. I can't. I can't. It's absolutely <laughs> but I just go, Yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he takes out the two guards with a little bit of Merlin's help uh, and takes the sword away from Merlin because he got it last. Uh, they go to the hallway and they see that another guard in front of them and they take a moment and he's like, and Merlin's like, I have an idea. Uh, and then the idea, because Merlin like runs behind Arthur it's back into the hallway and then just pushes Arthur out in front of this dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like, then, huh? And then they're both very much like, huh? Yeah. No, neither one of them understand what's about to happen. Uh, they fi- They start fighting and Merlin <sighs> I feel like this is the second or third time Mar- Merlin has used magic to pants yeah. somebody. Yeah. And why, why this specifically Merlin? Why? Mm-hmm. He's dude, he's going for the dub. He knows it works. He knows this, this will get him the win because it's worked in the past and he's very, he's very childish in that way. And so he's just going to pants you. Unfortunately, both times that he's attempted it, he was just trying to go for the trousers, not for the underoos. Yes. But he takes both. Yes. He takes both. Does take both. Um, Arthur, both of them are very shocked Se- by seizes this. Seizes upon the opportunity. Arthur looks down, sees this man's cock, and then immediately knees it. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, props. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is very funny to me. He, re- uh, he reacted quickly and with force to that cock. And, and then uh, uh, as soon as he knees the cock, he shoves the man inside where the man leads, falls face down and ass up. And, boy, they just show a whole ass. I was not expecting that. Yeah. This, this is a I PG show. I think that show. was allowed, but, yeah. I guess, I guess my... Uh, I don't know. I don't know when parents would have guided me to see an ass in Merlin. But I, I guess if it's the um, ass of an unconscious uh, brigand, it's not quite the same um, as maybe some other settings. I don't know. I watched MTV and there was just asses all over the place. I feel like in music videos. So there was just asses were fair game felt like asses were okay. Okay. I can, I yeah. can see that. Uh, what else happens? What's next? They, they have I saved. Don't know. I can't stop thinking about that ass. It's a it's a beautiful ass. I mean, the dude is obviously like he does. It's so they, perfectly framed, like they have it like burnt up, <laughs> and then you have Gwen and her brother on either side of it, just looking out at their at their rescuers, like, huh? <laughs> Excuse me. Um, trying to think. Uh, so they grab they grab up the people. They grab up. Um, Jesus Christ, where did my brain the go? The siblings. Have I just have I just completely stopped working? Like I just my brain was just like no yeah. no more input or Obviously, output I've been, right now. I've been distracting you for like, you know, the last fifty minutes. So uh-huh. Uh-huh. this is now throwing you off a little bit. Gwen and um Elian, which I always want to pronounce as Elaine when I read it in my notes, um, they I believe he tells them to like go on without yes. them. Yes. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Um, he sends them all out. He tells Merlin, of course, to go with him. Merlin's like, I'm going to hang back. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to leave Arthur on his own. So he does that. And then just real quick, to- 
Arthur mm-hmm. says, Merlin, guard them with your life. <laughs> Take them to the horses. And Merlin says, yes, sir. Yes, sire. Okay. And then Arthur yeah. leaves. And then Merlin immediately turns around and says, I'm just kidding. Y'all go. I'm going to go with him. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Great. Thanks. Thanks for following our orders, Merlin. Um, but that's, I mean, that's what we needed here. So, yeah, now we cut back over to the the baddies where um, – Morgos is continuing to talk about how they, you know, they need to use Morgana against Arthur. Um, Morgana, you know, she better keep playing your part as she is, she is warned. And then Arthur comes sneaking down the hallway. He takes out some more guards only to come into the room and to find that Senred is holding Morgana hostage. This is becoming quite the trend <laughs> for these people. Uh, and Arthur's very shocked to see Morgos is there as well. I guess he hasn't seen her since he saw that vision uh of his mother right yes because the last time that she showed up in camelot i think arthur was asleep or he was gone somewhere something yeah i think so yeah and yeah he's like hey i know what you're capable of so he like readies himself and she's (laughs) like oh yeah do you oh i'm gonna summon a fire tornado (laughs) Uh, he readies himself by doing a little like a cute little sword twirl he like Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of rotates it and I'm like is that like that's it re- his vibe dude. it reminds me of that uh, when the trailer for I think it was Mission Impossible 4 or 5 came out and Henry Cavill was in it and he like cocks his arms to do the yeah. punching like, yeah, 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 yeah. it's exactly what it reminds me of he's just like charging <laughs> up an attack um, yeah. and yeah she summons a pillar of screech. she's building SP yeah uh, she summons a pillar of fire and like sends it towards Arthur uh, there's a very quick shot in the background you can see Sinred who is just like yes absolutely I <laughs> I have power, I have wealth, but I do not have this on a regular basis, yeah. and this yeah. fucking rules. Like, I feel like, because what happens here is, we, you know, this thing is rushing towards Arthur, Merlin shows up at the side, he casts a spell, and, like, the whole thing blows up. Like, the magic, like, yeah. interacts, everybody gets blown to, blown back, there's, like, rubble everywhere. Uh, and I feel like when, we don't see Sinrin for the rest of the episode, but I feel like Sinrin's gonna wake up and go, good day! <laughs> I feel like that was a win! Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Style yeah, it up yeah. for the boys, that was entertaining. How many guards did I lose? Not many! Alright, cool! Not many, alright, perfect! Perfect! perfect. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> Extra rations for everybody tonight, y'all! Yeah. Let's do this! Can you do that again? <laughs> yeah! This is great! <clears throat> but, um, yeah, so, again, Merlin intervenes, he stops the the Pillar of Fire, causing um it's he just loves crushing pretty ladies and pretty dresses in very heavy stones from the ceiling that's sort of his vibe it's, it's his vibe um, yeah yeah this is the second yeah. time he's done it to uh morgana <laughs> so he, yeah <laughs> this is this is the, the fourth time that he has almost killed morgana i think yeah she's like oh shit fractured skull again um no wonder she hates this dude or just hates camelot like if he's the so the poisoning she's actually has for she did forgive him for that and then he dropped a giant fucking boulder on her and that changed everything well he pretended i think she pretended to forgive him for that uh like i don't think she i don't think she was uh, oh no no of course course, yeah yeah. um they managed to get everybody out uh we 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 run out and back into the caves uh morgana's having some trouble because of her ankle uh so uh, arthur just picks her up and fireman carries her out of there with a don't worry i'm not liking this any more than you are um he rushes out to where the horses uh are and of course finds gwen and um Elian waiting for them because of course they they had to wait for him uh yeah. this time the guards catch up uh and Elian is able to grab a sword and he does a really good job and arthur is like hey fight pretty good and merlin's there like i 
can pants people with magic and like everyone's like yeah. shut up Merlin. if you guys wanted all these guys cocks would be out right now yeah, if you need me to get every one of these cocks out i could do it yeah. with like a just a gleam yeah. in my eye and everyone's like shut yeah. up merlin stop talking about cocks all the time <laughs> hope you're hard because that cock's coming out <laughs> what <laughs> what <laughs> what did you say merlin what did you just ask if somebody was hard what are you talking about he's like yeah it's like i'm doing a bit You're like no, no merlin. this is not a bit this is the wrong bit merlin this is the wait wrong by bit. the horses merlin what the fuck been away from guys for too long or maybe you've been with guys, with guys for too long way i don't too know long. we got to get you a but, separate uh, room somewhere uh, anyway <laughs> they win huzzah huzzah it's time to escape um they ride back to camelot and arthur's talking to morgana about how oh you know trust and loyalty of that's that's what camelot's built on so as long as we we trust each other we're loyal to each other we can never lose um and she's like yeah we'll see about that yeah um we get back to Camelot, uh, where Gwen shows up with two silk dresses for Arthur, um, which I guess is nice. But it seems like she's a seamstress. That's what six months of income. <laughs> you think yeah. that's at yeah, minimum? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it takes a long time to make a dress. Like it's there's a there's a skill to it. I'm just saying. Um, she thanks them for uh, bringing Elian back. Elian has settled into Camelot, uh, being you know rescued by the the prince obviously gives you like free housing and a blacksmith and a forge or something yeah um, i just assumed he moved in with quinn and she says you know thank- but they do I, I don't think they do live together though no no she he just got a free room he's just he's just yeah. a yeah um she says uh thank you for bringing him back it means more than i can say uh and then arthur turns to her and says it's what you do when you love someone and the Ooh. music swells, and it's oh, they're 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 a couple. They're they they're they're, a couple. they're in love, basically. Yeah. Uh, and then that's the end of the episode. We don't even have like a funny. Like I f- figured, like Merlin would like fart in the background because no one realized mm-hmm. Merlin was there. But no, it's just <laughs> fall down some stairs, or right? Or just pants everybody in the room again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's the end of the episode. And next week, uh, there, we have a quest for Arthur, and Gwen comes back, and there's weird CGI bugs that look just like the little dudes from the Winchesters. So that's fun. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, this is a fast-paced episode. I feel like. Um... You know, you know, it feels fast-paced, I think, because they spend a lot of time in each scene, which is a weird way to call something fast-paced. But it feels like a lot of times when we do notes, it's like we're cutting back and forth between like 12 different places and 12 different scenes of different things happening. And that makes it almost feel longer. Whereas this, it was just, the, you know, hey, in this scene, they fight. <laughs> and then they go and they rescue. <laughs> um, so, it, yeah, it was quick in that regard. You know, there's also we I feel like I'm a little bit insane this episode. I don't know what's going on. Uh, it's interesting that these Merlin episodes uh there's obviously a lot of like craft that goes into these a lot of care uh and mm-hmm. a lot of attention because it, it like if you just read this script like it's kind of it's it's a little bit by the numbers right like oh we, we're gonna have right. this ethical dilemma that we don't actually ever bother with even dealing with at all <laughs> like we're not gonna we're gonna set up this like who is she gonna choose situation even though she never has to do that a single time um <laughs> but you know we're gonna go do this rescue but it's always extremely fun and i think it's fun because of the characters that they've created and also like you know the morgana stuff is is is, is actually really well handled at this point like I'm, mm. I'm i'm liking everything that's happening um and it's just good man like it's just it's just really really wild to me how like just fucking quality this show is just week after week like it's it's, it's very impressive and especially for the time you know we have 
a thousand fantasy shows of, of varying degrees in quality these days, but back in what 2013 is that when this was from 2008, um, I think, or no, this is oh, 2008. This, oh, it's this, even older than that. Yeah, it's to be 2011, I think. So, so I mean, yeah, back then, sure, Game of Thrones was starting, but drink every time I mentioned Game of Thrones. Um, we you know slim pickings and i think merlin just it nails its tone it, can, it stays consistent everybody cares about the characters and and it's just it's a great ride yeah it's it's just really really fun and i uh, i'm very excited to to go get like a, a quest um there's some there's some there's a really cool guest appearance next episode that i'm excited about um yeah i don't really i guess i don't really have anything much to say party on merlin party on party on merlin uh thank you everybody for listening thank you for the our, our patrons over patreon.com slash monster of the week thank you for the uh reviews and uh twitter commentary that we've been getting it's always fun to, to chat with people we very very much appreciate it uh yeah and we'll be back next week with more of merlin bye close to the mic and I'm still recording. Now I'm dropping the mic and I'm still recording. Hello. Ah! What, what's what wrong? That? What? Is someone else in here? You can hear that? Was there someone else in here? <laughs> Oh, I thought you were doing Child Jeremy voice. Is that... Could you hear that? I could, yeah. I was playing a video that was on the Discord. Oh. I don't know why you would be able to hear that. That's really weird. It is strange. <laughs> I thought you were doing Child Jeremy voice. That's why I was shouting at you. Sorry. No, 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 no. Uh, I've been told that Child Jeremy voice um, disturbs people too much. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> Sorry apparently, to hear that. Apparently, sexy Child Jeremy was the line. I'm not, I've gotten... Uh, a lot of negative feedback from it so people didn't like the sexy baby fit. nobody likes which sexy podcast did we do that on i don't know i can't keep it up anymore should we <laughs> no reserve clue. certain topics for for different podcasts no no i think we should just be as fucking crazy as possible like i don't Here's i don't something i haven't i haven't done any commentary on ready last night this isn't exciting last night i read the new junji ito manga it's called black paradox I can only talk about it once because it was just one volume and I finished it. <laughs> this won't what, uh, bleed over into. Have you read I, I, any of his stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's probably like. Oh, uh, yeah, I knew yeah, that. Yeah, I knew yeah, you did. Yeah. He was the only manga that I had read before uh, I just decided to read so much berserk over the course of three months. Um, yeah. <laughs> where do you? Are you? New just volume bu- comes out next week, by the way. Are you? Are you buying that? Like, did you buy a physical uh, yeah, copy I, of yeah. that? Or is I, I there like it. a? I bought it. There's is there a comic book store that I could go to and pick that up in, or like, um, the Junji Ito stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I um, I mean, I just got it on Amazon. I just ordered it online. Um, you know, they come in like the fancy you know hardcover set, so I like to have all that shit on my shelves. Um, I guess I'm. Is there 
is there a digital store is what I was asking. I think Viz does have a digital store. Okay. Um, Viz Media is the publisher who does most of the popular stuff, although not Berserk. But I'm pretty sure, I mean, I know that you can get like anything Shonen Jump, which is like, you know, Naruto and and One Piece and all that stuff. But um, I'm sure that they have digital storefronts. If not, you know, it's got to be on Kindle or something. But uh, yeah, it uh, it was a quick read. I thought it came out, I think, last week. Or this week, I don't remember anything anymore. But uh, yesterday was Halloween, so I thought, <laughs> what better time to read some um, some horror manga than than right now? Because a lot of times I get these new things like as soon as they come out, I'm all excited, and then I sit on them for six months and and don't look at them, even though they only take like an afternoon to finish. But this one was cool. It was um, I had no idea what it was about going into it. I just knew up oh, oh, it's the new Junji, so I'll check it out. It's about a um a group of like people who meet online to have like a suicide pact basically Mm -hmm. um and then things keep going awry and they accidentally like open up a gateway to the afterlife or another world and it ends up becoming this like cosmic horror thing i won't get into it too much because it is worth the read but um yeah it was i was very pleasantly surprised because i love his stuff i love even like the goofy stuff that he does but a lot of his stuff can be very goofy and weird <laughs> you're it like this be. isn't scary uh, uh, uh the the cat thing i can't remember what it was called uh yeah the, 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 the one he did about the the cat was like simultaneously terrifying and hilarious uh mm-hmm. and, and just but, but just not what you would expect from that person at all yeah. so i think he's he's so well known for uzumaki that was the big one that was the first one that was like mm-hmm. widely available to most people in the west um, and it's the one that everybody recommends because it's it's really good. And it is one continuous story, whereas a lot of his releases in the West, at least, are like collections of short stories, which I actually I really like that as well. Um, but, yeah, there'll be there'll be one story that has like a really creepy concept. Nothing is explained and then it's just over. And then the next one, it's just like this is stories about a boy who has really gross pimples. <laughs> And that's it. <laughs> that's, that's, that's just nasty. That's it. That's that's the story. Yeah, I uh, I watched a horror movie last night. Autumn wasn't home, um, but I decided to get into the horror movie spirit, and I watched Pearl. Um, oh yeah, how was that? Extremely fucking good. Um, yeah, I um I I I had never heard of Mia Goth until I watched X, which mm-hmm. is uh, a movie that came out before Pearl, but is like technically the sequel to Pearl. If you're gonna um, star in horror movies, that's you, your name's got to be Mia Goth. M- Mia Goth is a pretty <laughs> fucking good name. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's it was it is absolutely astounding um, that woman's performance uh, awesome. in, in both of those movies. Uh, and it's not, I mean, they're, they're, you can see trailers for them. Like, there's no major spoilers, and I won't talk mm. about like a bunch of plot details. But um, just two really good horror movies, and she just gives a, just an incredible performance. Um, this one is set in like 1918. Um, and a, a oh. neat little detail that I thought was fun is it's it was around like the Spanish influenza. Um, so like there's there's a paranoia like when she goes into town, her mom's like wear a mask, <laughs> and, huh. uh, and it's just it was just you know people like every once in a while people would be like get someone would cough and, like oh do you have the germ and I'm like, <laughs> like Taiwan's really like channeled the 2022 energy into this 1918 yeah. period piece. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Um, and it was it's it's very cool because like if you especially having watched X relatively recently like seeing the connections between the two of them. Um, but the I was like probably eighty to ninety percent into the movie, and I was like, man, this is not not that like not that I need like gore, right? Like not that mm-hmm. I need over the top and crazy stuff. Like, but like there have been kills in this movie, but there's like it's it's kind of been relatively tame as far as like 
graphic violence, which surprised yeah. me. Um, and then the last 10 minutes of the movie happened. And I was they, like, they go all in. Oh, what my is it God. like? <laughs> if you had to like put it into like a category of like what type of horror it is, because I don't really know anything about the movies other than that. They're supposed oh, to be really definitely good. like a slasher kind of thing. Um, okay, so, okay. So like, uh, you know, going into what the quote unquote monster is like what the, the evil person is, um, would probably be too much of a spoiler, but yeah, it's, sure, uh, it's, 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 it's a slasher. Like it's, you know, you're, you're in a strange place with some, with some characters and some, some people start getting hurt. Uh, X is, is a, is a pretty, is a real basic setup to that premise. Cause you've got like a, a guy that is filming a porn movie and the, 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 the porno crew, the, you know, the actors and the, the camera guy and everything go to a house and, like middle nowhere Texas and are going to film this porno and then weird stuff starts happening. Um, Pearl is a little bit different, but yeah. Have you played murder house? I think it's called. I have. It's um, yeah. Okay. Then we talked about this. It just reminded me that premise reminded me that I didn't beat that game. I think I got you stressed out at the end of it. (laughs) I um, That's, it starts you off at the mall. Is that right? Do I remember that right? Yeah. 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 I, um, I also got too stressed out and, uh horror video games are weird i know we talked about this relatively recently but there's that point in a horror game where it becomes just enough repetition or repetitious or like if you can't figure out what to do next that it sucks all of the atmosphere from it and Mm -hmm, then mm -hmm. now it's just a really bad video game somehow (laughs) like i think i think that's why i go back and play resident evil so much because i always when i think back about resident evil 4 especially before it was re-released on like ps4 and i replayed it every year there was a window of time where i would look back on it really fondly but only part of it because i was like it stops being scary after a while because then it's just an action game but now i think that's actually a good thing because it doesn't get like annoying yeah it stops being as much of a horror game it's not as spooky and and some of the atmosphere is lost but that at that point you have so much power as the player and you're going up against crazy bosses that it kind of becomes a separate kind of game whereas like a silent hill if you get lost two and a half hours into a Silent Hill game, you might just never fucking go back because you're like, well, I'm a little annoyed now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I um, I finished that Signalis game this weekend. Uh, oh, yeah. Which was extraordinary and highly recommended. Like, I've never played Silent Hill, um, but it, it gave me, like, Resident Evil vibes, kind of, which I guess is kind of like a Silent Hill vibe at the same time where mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you're a, a person and you're exploring a, a strange area and some weird shit keeps happening and you've got to solve puzzles. Um and and yeah like very much a couple of times where you're limited to six inventory slots in that game Mm -hmm. uh and then if you run across something it's just like oh no space to pick that up uh and i just it was getting real frustrating sometime like oh here's the next plot item but i picked up the health thing (laughs) so and i can't it won't let me use the health thing uh and i don't want to like my other option i can't drop anything and come pick him up later uh I, so I have to like make my way back to the storage box to the save point and then make my all, way all the way back to where the item is and then come back and, and then find out mm-hmm. where to use the item. So like that kind of stuff got irky to me a little bit. Yeah. But, uh, that, and that's, that's I, the same thing where you just get lost and you're like, what the fuck do I do? And I'm, I don't even, yeah. I don't even like that. Before I started playing Resident Evil 3 remake, I had tried to play the original Resident Evil remake. So not an original, but you know, that the remake that's available on PS4 or whatever. And because uh, that game is beautiful, like the music is amazing, and I have beat it before, but I have the same problem where I go into it and I like know there's a specific way you're supposed to do stuff, and I think 
there's a part of me that just won't let myself like wander around and figure shit out. Like I want to know what I'm supposed to do because I've done it before, but I can't remember any of it. So I just end up like picking up items I'm not supposed to pick up yet. I'm trying to find an item box to go back to it. And then I thought, you know what? I'll switch over to RE3. And then I got the platinum in it, which was fun. But it, that was, a, you had said in the discord how like, oh, to get the last trophy in that game, you have to go back and beat it on hard mode or whatever. You didn't really mm-hmm. feel like doing that. I sort of felt the same way about after I finished like Nightmare Difficulty on um, Resident Evil 3, which I guess what you would call like very hard. There's, you know, there's uh, easy, normal, hard, very hard, and then super hard. Um, after being it, beating it on very hard, I thought, wow, the last boss sucked so bad. I don't think I want to go and do this on that final setting again. Yeah. So I put it down for a day, but then I just started thinking like, man, if I don't do it now, I'm never going to do it because now I've memorized the whole game. I can run through it an hour and a half. It's not a big deal. If I wait three months, I'm not going to remember any of this shit. <laughs> so I better do it now. <laughs> Got to the final boss. Um, you can, again, run through that game so easy. So easy. It's just the final boss sucks because he can combo you. And I think I was complaining about this to you before. Um, I had to eventually unlock the infinite rocket launcher in order to deal with him. <laughs> and even then, he was still spanking my ass for a while. <laughs> but I finally beat it. I was able to put that game to rest and walk away from it. <laughs> yeah. I getting, getting last trophies is kind of a pain in the ass. Um, I don't I don't know. Like, I have no desire. That, that game was perfect. And if it was like, find a different ending or something, I'd be like, okay, yeah. let's do this. Um, but if it's if it's just like the same just exact thing you just then. did, but uh, yeah. slightly harder. Um, and it's short. Like the game, it, like I put in, I think the final clock, it said 14 hours. Um, but there was a lot oh, of like uh, me looking at my phone or stuff during that kind of sure. time period. <laughs> yeah. So like maybe 10 to 12 hours, if, if it would pretty how long that game is. And, yeah. Um, I, it all depends on how quick you are to solve some of the puzzles some of the puzzles in there were like i don't understand what i'm supposed to be doing um, there were certain sections i don't know if you remember in re3 you're in the hospital you're playing as carlos you have to like run around from those big monsters the hunters is what they're called yeah um every single time that i got there i did probably close to 12 playthroughs because it would just be like a quick run through it'd be like an hour um ended up putting in like 12 hours into this game um Every single time I got to this one part, I would just completely forget what that what I was supposed to do. <laughs> completely. Every single time without fail. And even on my very, very last w- run where I was just collecting like the bobbleheads in the game or whatever, I was like, what? How? How do I still not know what I'm supposed to do? It's, oh, I got to jump off this ledge. I got to get that key. Always forget about this part. Um, so some things you just, you just never learn. But I never would have done any of that, I think, unless I was absolutely in the mood for it. Um, like it's the type of thing where like the platinum probably wasn't worth it. But weirdly, just doing the same run over and over and over again was just like it was one of those turn your brain off type of games for a little while, except mm-hmm. for the final boss. Um, so it was a weird, totally different experience that I would normally get from a Resident Evil, but it was uh, it was enjoyable until I started having nightmares. I kept joking to Jess that I was uh, gonna start dreaming about Bake Off and Resident Evil because that's all we'd done. So I played doing? Resident Evil yeah. and then I would turn it off. We'd go watch Bake Off <laughs> and call it a night. Um, and I did have a dream, and in the in the first dream, I was just like playing Resident Evil and then walked into the tent from Bake Off, which is just you know an amalgamation of images in my head, right? It's just there was nothing weird. There was no like connection there. It was just like one image bleeding into another. You didn't take um, a rocket then, launcher to Paul Hollywood or anything. Unfortunately, I, I yeah, you know, I so I started blasted. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> Then, unfortunately, the next night I had a full-on like zombie horror nightmare, which I don't think I've ever had before. Woke up in a full sweat and was like, okay, maybe no more Resident Evil right before bed anymore. <laughs> Starting to fuck with my brain a little bit. After 37 hours of this, I think I need a break. It's really funny. I uh, Yeah, I, I uh, spent a lot of time playing Slay the Spire relatively recently. 
mm-hmm. um, like just hours of it at the house. Uh, bought it on my phone, <clears throat> which was playing it in waiting rooms on my phone. And like I would go to oh, sleep nice. at night and like have weird Slay the Spire dreams, and it would be very uncomfortable. I've had uh, my my dreams. I don't know if this is a diet thing or like a or what, but like my the level of my dreams have been just fucking bad and awful. Like I've not mm-hmm. had a time where I would wake up and go, Oh, that was a cool dream. Like every time I wake up and I'm like, what the fuck was that? And not even yeah. like scary, <laughs> just like weird and awkward. And it just makes me feel mm-hmm. like restless somehow. Uh, and dreams are fucking boring to talk about. So like, I know I'm not, I'm not ever going to tell anybody like, Oh, I was dreaming right. about X, Y, or Z, but it's just, you just wake up with like a super fucking weird feeling, man. It's just, I hate good. that. I hate that. I know. I don't know when you say diet, I know that eating before bed can definitely fuck with your, with your brain. Um, cause I do it all the time. And my doctor's like, Hey man, if you just if you just stop drinking beer and stop eating before bed, you'd probably lose weight. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds sick. Except fucking over my dead body, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it, Doc. No I, uh, way. <laughs> I saw one of those like uh, badass dudes on TikTok being interviewed or something, and uh, they were like, you know, what would you have to say to a guy or to to, to men that are starting to get older and starting to to kind of maybe feel it? And he's like, it's easy. All you need to do is stop drinking, uh, lift weights do jiu-jitsu stretch out and you'll be uh-huh. fine and i'm like i only i don't want to really want to do any of those things no <laughs> like i don't want to none of that sounds no way dude stretching sounds fun like i could like, i gotta I, get into stretching i got even when even at 16 i couldn't stretch i feel like i could change my whole life if i started getting into stretching you want to get into stretching i know we talked about getting buff before but let's get into stretching instead dude i've been doing <laughs> um so I, I started i got back on the apple fitness stuff because i'd fallen off a little bit um uh-huh. so monday wednesday and friday i try to do like some form of strength like exercise and then um tuesday thursdays and saturdays i try to do like a stretchy thing so that's like yoga or pilates uh or something like that and it's 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 it helps me dramatically like i would like the the stretching and stuff feels really really good um yoga specifically like just doing weird stretches makes my body like it, at the moment I'm like, Oh, this sucks. I don't like this. And then, um, <laughs> as soon as I'm finished, I'm like, Oh, I'm feel like relatively energized from that. Oh yeah. It opens up like the blood flow in your body you can mm-hmm. make your brain work, but I got, I got to do it as somebody who doesn't stretch unless I'm going to like run, I'll stretch for maybe 30 seconds before and after. And that's it. Um, it turns out that my body hurts all the time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And I think it might be because I, do not take care of it. So I'm mm. wondering if doing some stretches might be a good first step. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That that's that process where you have to take care of it. I think yeah. <laughs> it's mm. really important. They didn't mm. tell me that growing up. I mean, everybody tells you that growing up, but they didn't yeah. tell me that. I didn't understand that. I thought I would be just young and invincible forever. And then when yeah. my 30s happened, I was like, oh, wait yeah, a minute. The, I I also I was never like. I mean, I, I was always bigger, I guess, but. Um, so I never, I, I always just felt like I was fat. That was like the number one characteristic I had for myself as, as a youth. Um, but I just also felt like I kind of like cheated the system a little bit because I was bigger than everybody, meaning like my frame and my height, I was bigger than everybody for a long time, you know, until like later high school, everybody starts growing. But I hit practically six feet when I was 11 years old. So I was like, that was it. I peaked. Um, and then in like in gym class, when all these kids had joined the football team, they've been working out. And then in gym class, we all go into the weight room together and I could bench more than everybody. And I think that gave me like a false sense of confidence. But it was just like, <laughs> oh, it was just sheer mass pushing against mass. It was fine. I could handle it because I was 15 and had like weird, you know, child strength. Um, that quickly goes away. 
it very quickly goes away as you stop doing any sort of physical activity and then everybody else continued to train and get stronger and then then they're stronger than you and i never kept up with anything so um, i mean i have periodically throughout my life tried different things and got jacked during covid you know um <laughs> that's what i tell myself i was jacked but uh i haven't I, kept up with that either i just really like the hard thing for me is the repetition um it's it's just making myself do the exercise every single day mm-hmm. like and and realizing mm-hmm. and understanding that that's that is life now right like i have to do that like t- if i'm going to protect myself against stroke or disease or diabetes or whatever as my body as i continue to age like that exercise is becoming more and more and more valuable um and i just i fucking hate it like i cannot yeah. stand to do it. it's never ever ever uh on a treadmill lifting a weight it's it's never been like where i've been like the only thing that i've actually enjoyed doing and it's only comes up a couple of times during these strength exercises are like balance strength stuff where like i'm holding a leg up and doing like a curl or something yeah (laughs) and i'm like like this is dope (laughs) like i don't know why that clicks in my brain but literally everything else is just work and it's Mm -hmm. it's only 30 minutes and i i will literally spend so much i would waste so much time in a day and then begrudge the 30 minutes of literally just putting it back into my body and and making sure that i'll be healthy for years so i found out recently that but my, my grandparents both on my dad's side but his mom and dad died at um i think he was 60 and she was at 62 wow um and that's insanely young. And then if you're a young yeah. person listening to this, you're going to be thinking that's insanely old. And it's not. It is absolutely not. not. Like, if you're if you're in your 20s and you hear me talking about 60 is young, like, you're probably thinking, Jeremy, you're crazy. But you also think I'm old. And I'm not old. <laughs> I'm middle-aged. <laughs> um, so I don't know, man. I, I, I've, been, I've been feeling a certain kind of way. 40s middle-aged? I guess it is. I don't yeah. think of 40s as middle-aged. I think it's 50s as middle-aged. I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, you know... I'm, 42 this year 42 you're in the prime of your youth mm, mm, no no that doesn't <laughs> no i don't think that that's true uh yeah bodies man bodies are fucking weird and i yeah don't, don't i do like actually them. exercise 30 minutes a day it's just as typically it's a it's jogging or, or going for a walk which is very 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 minimal it's something it satisfies my apple watch but it's um i gotta do more i gotta take care of myself uh, dude, absolutely. But uh, I don't want to. What's cool is like I have so I have a vacation coming up. I'm not doing anything. I just took a week off just to chill. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna try doing some baking because I've been watching Bake Off. I just want to learn a new thing. But um, see, I, during times like that, I'll end up like developing like a good like routine with something where I will work exercise every day. And then as soon as I go back to work, I start looking at emails and I go, Oh yes, life is meaningless. That's right. <laughs> I don't I don't want to do anything anymore because I hate my job so much. Oh uh, right. yeah. This, this this entire system doesn't make me feel like a person. It just makes me feel like a weird cog and it's in a dumb yeah. machine that mm. um, I feel like that mm. robot from Rick and Morty of like, you know, what's your purpose? Cut butter. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Is that it? I'm just, I'm just here to cut butter? Okay. My bad. Yeah. Cut butter. Talk about wizards. No, I'm sorry. Warlocks. Warlocks and sorcerers. Yeah, we can do that. I, um, I Actually, I had to remind myself by saying that oh yeah we're doing merlin today because i don't know anymore i don't I, it's either it's this or winchester's i'm i'm confused all the time outtakes can't be trusted i looked up because uh, i was curious what the name of the next episode was and um after this week the winchester's doesn't air for two weeks um so oh wow so we'll have we'll you have know i slack. was wondering if we would run into that with like thanksgiving or something yeah um, I guess that makes it life easier for us. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It does. But they don't have dates on at least on any of the other 13. So I don't know if they're going to skip Thanksgiving. Like there's probably going to be a couple of skip weeks during um, Christmas or whatever. Um, yeah. 
so I don't I don't know. Uh, well, we will find out. They'll do, they'll do a uh, a Christmas episode on like December twelfth, and then we won't see them again until like February. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love a hiatus. Gotta love right. it. Let's talk about let's let's rock. Berlin, Berlin. from me.